right, in three, two, one. Konnichiwa, mi gente, and we are back. The show, the boys are back for season five. Uh, you know, same guy, new faces as well, and we're here to have a good time streaming on our respectful location during this uh tough time. But we're glad to be here. Uh, I'm not alone this time. I'm introducing, like I mentioned in the end of season four, the new faces, new faces that we have added on to the group. We have uh, Scott. Uh, we have Lou, and we also got David. Hey, hey. <laughs> and we're here just to you know talk about all things good and positive of the anime anime culture itself, fellas. Uh, you know, uh, introduce yourself real quick and let us know how you feeling today. Uh, Dave, aka King Kai, uh, newly minted Kage. Glad to officially be part of the crew. Talking about my favorite thing, anime. Um, I did a lot of old school stuff on the, the hiatus, so I am, that, that's my thing is the old school, like at least 2000 and under, but like mostly like early nineties, eighties is that that's my place to be. So I've been, I've still been digging in the crates and studying up an anime. So I'm here to bring all that knowledge to you guys. Beautiful. Uh, Scott. I wasn't ready for that. I was hoping Lou was going to go next. <laughs> but it's uh, Scott, your boy, a.k.a. Senpai. Just, you know, living it. Usual, man. Still catching up on anime. Trying to watch some stuff that's been uh, happening uh, last season still, man. And trying to keep current with stuff that's going on this season. Reading a ton. Reading a ton. I just was telling you guys, man, I got back on the One Piece wagon. And uh, like 100 chapters behind now versus like 200. So we're just, uh, we're just riding that boat as uh, best as possible. Hey, hey, no pun intended. I, and I, I think of like three people right now who's going to be super proud of you as well. Be able to catch up to One Piece. And of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Lou Million. I'm just happy to be here. Just a regular neighborhood Japanese deity. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the new faces we added on. Each of them were just fans of the podcast itself, seeing how well they were able to uh, interact and, you know, took time to be part of our show. It was only fair that, you know, season five, we just acknowledge them, bring them in as Kage's, as brothers to the, uh, the program itself. And you will be seeing them hopefully more often throughout the season, uh, this current season. So uh, the other guys, don't worry. They're well uh hopefully and you should be able to see majority of them on the next episode but for now i just wanted to bring the new voices in for us to be able to start uh season five so with that being said we've been out for approximately maybe i don't know five months 22 days six hours and 45 minutes who's counting but uh one thing for sure is like we have not stopped watching anime uh per se we all took a different path like if it was um you know one piece you know what i'm saying we all took different direction trying to find our true self and uh we're, we're back to share these knowledge with our fellow uh audience so uh with that being said we're quick guys uh which anime besides one piece which new anime i should say has been very um entertaining or have been very insightful for you guys let's start with scott real quick and then we'll uh, uh all right we'll jump down to lou first and then we move down to david 
Um, me, I rewatch like Dave went back old school. For me, I love old school, as you know. I do my my goblins, my ghouls, my 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 dark anime. But this time, I went with Fire Force and really restarting it and really trying to absorb the subplots, the character development of certain uh, elements, specifically with the under. Um, I'll go back to original. That's basically the lore behind it mm-hmm. and understanding and enjoying the cinematography of it because in this era, you have to find something to tag on right now because it's not a lot of new feeds, mm-hmm. but really, really enjoying that. Hey, that's really dope right there. Uh, um, Fire Force is definitely one that uh, I think with, it's a slow start. Oh. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah. you know, the animation itself was a little bit wonky here and there, but the story is what really captivated a lot of audience. And what's your your thoughts real quick with uh, season two? Um, I'm excited right now. Uh, looking into the character of death, how everything's getting a little darker. You're looking at now is introduction to more so the world that they were living in and the folklore. Mm. Looking at the past histories, what happened with this great history of this massive event that happened and that now you realize this is going to happen again and then wondering first was the dichotomy of one your protagonist and antagonist his brother different powers and how could he even match up with somebody who could slow down time um and then now looking at these other elements of what was there before what was there after and now as an audience looking to say like what's going to happen you know the mm-hmm. reveals have come in the battles are there i mean I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it, but sick battles, man. Because when you got atomic energy going off right now, oh, my God, I know and then you're really broken really down too. by someone. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because you have this unlimited power, right? Like one drop of limitless I was doing all day, right? Mm-hmm. And then this, this character has literally one of the most badass powers, but because of his self-limiting mentality towards his, uh, his uh, I guess you could say, Guardian. person bullying him he breaks down and limits himself forever mm-hmm. so that was lit it's like getting a game and a gun when the bad guy had it untouchable you get it <laughs> basura basura <laughs> very well Lou. very well uh david what about yourself what's your insight so far on, on the anime that uh new anime that impacted you or is that was very insightful so new as in like new that I've watched recently or new as in something that's been released recently? Uh, released. Released? Um, well, I, I would say that the newest I had watched was like the end of the fall season. So um, like my favorite of that season was I, I haven't finished um, Jujutsu Kaisen yet, but mm-hmm. um, I was big in Akudama Drive. Like that was nice. my, my dark horse of the season. Uh it wasn't based on a manga. It was just a, a straight up made for a TV series and the production, the cinematography, the fight scenes, just everything was beautiful. The music, the characters, it was awesome. And like most people, it's a quick watch. It's 12 episodes. So like that, that was, that was my favorite. I mean, the, the last episode just blew my mind away. If, if you're an Akira fan and you know that iconic motorcycle, like this one character has this motorcycle and it is ridiculous. This lasers firing all over the place and explosions i love it put the, everybody that's listening put that on your list to watch it, it's not it's probably not going to change Listen your life King but you, you will not you will not say i regret watching that you you'll mm. be like that that was worth the uh, the four hours or whatever it takes to watch 12 episodes that's beautiful I support that you support that too scott well scott since you're on real quick throwing your insight real quick which new enemy was insightful or impactful for you 
All right, real talk. It's not a new anime, but it's the new season of this anime. Okay. And it's only got six episodes out right now, but the first five, oh, Fruits Baskets, bros. I'm just letting you know, man, okay? They covered a lot. And what I mean by a lot, a lot of stuff in these five episodes. Like the last three episodes, I cried, man. They were so so emotional, dude. They were so emotional. And like a lot of the character development that happened too, because of the changing over of the seasons, the ending of high school happened. So a lot of oh, the yeah. younger kids grew up and you get to see them older now. So like characters like Hero, um, mm-hmm. what's her name in the tiger girl? Oh God, that's embarrassing since she's my Zodiac sign. But like Momiji, like even Haru, man, you can see Haru is like a little bit taller and he's like a lot older looking. So it's, I don't remember it's, them it's, growing it's really up in good. the manga. Oh boy, they do. Boy, they do. Because Momiji, remember, he like wears like a like a schoolgirl uniform for the most part. But then when he gets older, he wears like his regular like boys uniform. I mean, I, I saw him in high school. Remember the other ones, but wow, that's that's a really insightful thought right there. Hmm. Yeah, man, it's 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 very heartstring tugs. Very very heartstring tugs. Really really good. Uh, so, and, and there you guys have it too. As you guys see, each of of, of the fellow uh, guys, they spoke on different type of anime so just know we're not just go- only going to focus on like shogun you know the like the full action type we're also going to talk about some other animes that could be more impactful and more insightful for you for you guys to enjoy because again anime is for everybody you know what i'm saying it's just not just for those who like you know girls and in the blood and you know the kamehameha it's also about like you know stuff that could like mess with your mind hit those heartstrings you know what i'm saying pull those heartstrings and just like make you think be wondering be like hmm i wonder if i could actually make this cola and i'm talking about dr stone as well so um that's pretty dope uh for me uh i can't lie and you know this is our main topic of tonight uh our thoughts on the demon slayer movie now ladies and gents it took and non-binary i haven't forgot about y'all but guys it took months in order for, for us to see this in the united states Let, let's get that straight all right it made millions and millions of dollars in japan and once it came here plus. was one of the top uh move um yeah one of the top uh cultural uh eastern movie to be or international movie to make a big impact here in the united states because you know we we bring the dollars but my god we had an incredible time watching it with a good group of fellows majority of us was there and um before i share my insight guys what's your thought of this movie like was it exactly what you wanted it to be or did you want it more lou you shaking your head i'm good i'm gonna go straight to you real quick so for me i'm gonna be i feel like skip bayless if anybody knows me, I like to be moved by anime. It's escapism from a serious world we're living in right now. Thanks. And it's also a freedom of expression. Yep. When you look back to the traditional art of the 1920s, we got trains, we got modern. There's so many nuances they stuffed in it. So it's well thought out. My only issue with this movie is the predictability and the sappiness of our main characters because... Even with the even with the protagonist, Akaza gets to escape into the woods because he doesn't want to die from the sun. Sorry for the spoiler, but <laughs> spoiler alert: we have the badassery of these characters displayed that we all want. The mm-hmm. only thing I have with this story is it was very linear. 
It was written like a poem and it was gorgeous. I enjoyed every bit of it, but I'm only going to go hold it to the standard of itself. And as we all know how I feel about this anime when it comes to the season, it evokes emotion. Mm-hmm. And with uh, our main characters seeing what they want, it went from uh, our main character we were looking at him, see his family and everything evoking emotions from it to then the other characters being absolutely ridiculous. It was fun and laughable. But when it came to the villains, the narcissism of them and the quick ending of them, I just didn't, I didn't, it was enjoyable, but it was predictable. Uh, David, uh, agreed or what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, well, I mean, in terms of, I mean, the, the first villain that morphed in with the train, if I if I remember correctly, he's like an amalgamation of the the lower moons, mm-hmm. and um, and he had combined them all. And that guy was the byproduct of like the other four or five or six or whatever it was. And you know what happened happened with him. But um, the upper moon guy, again, I I read the manga, so I know the whole story. But I believe he does. It's it's been a little bit, but he makes a return, and they get more backstory on him, and his ending has a little more meaning than kind of the the brief little fight he had there um, and then, you know, tucking tail and, and running at uh, sunrise w- for the conclusion of the movie. So, I mean, in terms of that particular moon's development, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's more to it. Um, but I mean, the, what, what they did was, and, and I'd kind of like to see this done with other animes because I, I like, I mean, it is what it is, but a lot of the anime movies are like non-canon. This mm-hmm. was actually canon. This was part of the story. Yes. So some arcs, I mean, just their length doesn't allow you to to do that because a, a movies, you know, they have like 120 minutes at most usually to work with. So not too many arcs lend themselves to be able to squeeze. And that that's another thing which I thought they did well. They found a good point to leave off at to to end the movie before the, the next progression point in the story. So. I I thought I mean they they followed they followed the story so they didn't deviate from the story or you know try to be cute and you know change it up for whatever reason and they they found a good point to end it and again the animation was on par with how it was what we expect the TV the music was on par with what it was in the series and I mean the the characters again because they followed the manga the characters were who they were in the prior TV series. All right. I definitely see that point clearly. I'm really on both sides, honestly, when it, on your thoughts. But Scott, in your personal opinion, overall movie of uh, Demon Slayer, um, what you thought of it? All right, man. My honest opinion is that I gave this movie for me like a nine point five out of ten. <laughs> all right, like I did because uh, just like Dave, I've read all the manga. Just like him. I literally think if I remember right, we were reading like side by side at one point, like we were pretty much like waiting for like the very ending of it to come out and reading it and talking about it. Like every time it came out, because we were just so excited that it was coming to a conclusion. So this movie literally spans over like, I don't know, 10 or 15 chapters, maybe. So it's like, it seems very short in the 200 run. Uh, And there was so much detail that just went in, man. Like Demon Slayer is probably by far like this generation's most beautiful animated anime i don't really think there's any other animes that like kind of compare to it and like its visual effects how they handle transitions between 3d uh and you know regular drawn 2d uh, i think they do a really wonderful job and again music absolutely 
tops easy okay. mm-hmm. um my little gripe that it got taken away from like that point five, the tentacles man 3d tentacles i was totally cool with the 3d tentacles <laughs> until we went for the ever so oh i grabbed one arm oh i grabbed another arm oh is this a hentai they grabbed both feet they didn't grab like all at once which could have been a thing mm-hmm. no we went the hentai route of one two three four it's like something's happening here so it's very minuscule and that's just a joke for me but i do high, hold it in high grads i thought it was beautiful i love rengoku's story he got a one shot too which explains why he shouts when he talks uh, which is really great too man that character himself was just is awesome and you learn more about him in like the coming arc so uh i'm glad we got to uh, meet this character but then we gave him the game of thrones royalty and just cut him off as soon as we decided to like him so uh i'm glad they pulled on heartstrings with that man because he was a really great character Uh, and he helps develop these boys into men literally this guy helps develop these boys into men from that whole moment and uh, it's it's a good story real good man oh no i agree in all the aspects of that like i was saying the poetry i I believe that when i look at demon slayer uh, it's, it's poetry when you look at the drum house arc, when you look at the first mission arc, the final selection arc, well written. If we're going manga, let's be honest. There's so much anticipation, but this isn't a mm-hmm. consolidation because of the COVID, this is a movie. So when yes. movies aren't canon, I'm looking to see something, a one shot of something beautiful and adding to it. So I agree. They did a perfect adaption to it. The nuances was there, except that you say it's a nine out of 10, but let's be honest. If we're going to talk about it right now, could you have had more? Could you have taken some things away? And that's Honestly, it. man, I don't, I don't think we could have. I don't think we needed to because, dude, it's like almost practically panel for panel. So, like, if you read it, you're literally going to see exactly what the I exact same stuff. So, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even mad about it. That's why, man. Like, I was like, yeah. most people, when they, like, a, a, make an adaptation from a manga, they obviously change things. They add things. And that's what I was wondering. I was like, how are you going to add more to these 15 chapters to make it a two-hour movie? Yeah, you had an hour and 57 minutes, but for me, the the, the sub-characters, especially, specifically, um, you're talking about tuberculosis for a, a, side, a side character, boom, he's in and then he's gone. And then this character here, why are these kids sleeping? What goes on with the dreams? Boom, and they're gone. So it's like more so understanding what those characters, there was no development for them. They didn't have time for it. So yes, it was, you fit in as much as you could, and I definitely agree with that point. It's still probably one of the best adaptions to manga, but I'm holding it high because it's demon slayer it's demon slayer but again uh i personally believe that this movie has done its job and it's mostly is to just complete a uh an arc we could say i'm going to call it an arc of of, mm-hmm. of 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 understanding this one person that if we think about it in the season he probably would have gotten what 10 12 episodes <laughs> my estimate who knows but be able to do do it within maybe an hour and a half or two hour, however the length of the movie was, yeah, two yeah. hours, Scott, boom, mm-hmm. right there. I'm just really impressed on how well they were able to deliver it. Again, the artwork, I, I agree with the 3D because like when Scott pointed out about the, the tentacles and the goo and stuff, I was just thinking about what other anime has done such in this time, like right now, it's doing a good job with 3D art. And there's not many <laughs> and we have like one of the most advanced technology nowadays and yet we're still not like finding that well balance between like 2d versus 3d type of performance which to me is like pretty uh uh hit or miss but music wise music wise love it 
I love yeah, see, every. That, that that's why like I like the old school because I like the the classic detailed hand drawn stuff. Like I've never been a fan ever since CGI got introduced. Like it's mm. it's getting better. It's improving obviously with technology. It's going to improve over time. And but I mean I just like the detail that goes in the the, the hand drawing. So whenever somebody says oh yeah but the, the CGI part like I'm with them 100 percent. Like anime and CGI to me I could I could do without. <laughs> but like in, in terms of what what Lou was speaking, like could they added more, could they subtracted more? Like Rengoku, he he got his he got his big duel, yeah. right? And he he went out in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he got his time. Um, Tanjiro got his time. Um, you know the Bor- the his name escaped me. The Bor guy got his time because he was with him there at, at trying to slice the head off of the train. So I mean. The, the kids that were, you know, accomplices to that demon, like, do we really care about their story? Not really. So no, but I mean, I mean, the, the only person who really could have used more time is maybe um, um, the lightning guy or his sister. Give them maybe a couple extra battle scenes or whatever if they want to dish out like the special effects or whatever. But I mean, like, honestly, it, 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 I feel like it was not too necessary because we all know he only has that one move that he mastered yeah, and exactly it was pretty one. yeah well presented in the show in the movie excuse me so i already already knew like once i saw one time and what how far or how many uh, carts he could have cover which was two i was just blown away i was like cool and um his sister which her name already slipped out of my my head already uh yeah her she was doing a great job covering maybe one or two few people at a time so i don't think much um panel was needed for them i would love Nezuko. yeah Nezuko. thank you uh i i would love to see more of if it was possible to see how Rango, uh, Rangoku was covering the five cards, you know what I'm saying? We saw the speed, you know what I'm saying? We saw the move, which was maybe his style mm-hmm. one slash or style two, but I would have loved to see if it, they was going like back and forth in a way, or maybe like a dual uh, angle of yes. like uh, Tanjiro, Boar, going towards the head because you know they were battling like a lot of the 3d tentacles at a time and then on the other panel we could see him like doing his thing jumping from cart a to c to c to b you know what i'm saying like yeah going for a few minutes cinematography could have squeezed it in this is the swan song or the 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 epic ranguko like sayonara and looking at him to say this character's here big and this is the big risk for him being gone so Yes, those are the little things I think they could have added in. Double panels, cool, you do it in comics all the time, but dual screen, cut the angles, editing and saying that this one's doing this, this one's doing this, music matching, slow motion, just the epic moments that let you go, the nostalgia's there, but also cinematography. And um, 3D tentacles opening up and replaying the same thing with the train, cut it down, grows back, cut it down, grows back. Eventually we get it, teardrops, teardrops, and now my water technique. But I did say that um, looking at the subconsciouses, mm-hmm. that was one of the most beautiful, I should say it's like a poem. Good How point, beautiful yeah. it was because of these guys are warriors that go out to kill and seeing the differences between all of them and seeing the beauty in the main the main character that he's pure he cries for these guys he doesn't want to do it and his soul is literally an infinite sky with the water reflecting to the point where we have these beautiful glistening gnomes that even the villains are moved a piece of your purity is within me the boy with tuberculosis man 
that is beautiful. That's Demon Slayer. And a couple more of those moments, moments could have been just touch me a little bit more. I want to get a little choked up, you know? I mean, yeah, that was hell of you want to be. <laughs> I know, you got the, the little sprite there. The kid's looking for his his orb or whatever, like to shatter oh, to yeah, kill him. Man. And the the the, the friggin' fairies like guy like here, kill me, kill me. He's like, like I'll yeah, help he, you out. Here's our core uh, source right here. Just go for it. He was like, like how? Yeah, they were just or like, hey. he's killing. So so looking at him though, Tanjiro, he's killing himself. Oh, that's another good over and over in the panels. And that sacrifice of self to the point where you're putting him under the spell that's making him fall back into it. He's not more powerful than this entity. His will is literally breaking it over and over because his personal strength and perseverance of cutting himself over and over to where you have the main villain stop it. And he almost kills himself because he's done it hundreds, if not thousands of times. That yeah, could have been emphasized just a little bit more. Put a little music, put a little bit tear. Give yourself 15 seconds of film saying like this over and over. I will do this for my friend. Do it literally verbatim from the panels and give it a little bit, je ne sais quoi, some avant-garde. And it would have just been that little bit of sasson or a little bit of seasoning to make the flavor a little different. That's all I mean. It was definitely, to me, 8.5 out of 10. So don't get it twisted. I love this. I'll rewatch it again. But this ain't 9.5. I'm saying this could have been a masterpiece, and we could all agree Demon Slayer, to me at least so far, hands down. I mean, if you want my, my personal honest opinion, I think I told the guys, to me, it was a 10 out of 10. Wow. I had no Love problem it. with the 3 beat. I had no problem yeah, with see, the 3D I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like Lou. I'm a tough grader. Like there's no such thing as perfect. There's always some, something that can be improved with anything in life, So especially yeah. in regards to film and art. There's always something, well, not necessarily art, because art's just in subject interpretation, but, like, there's always something that can be improved. So, like, <laughs> nine is usually, like, the highest I go. So, like, I I'm, I, I think numbers are kind of whatever, like, it's based mm -hmm. on the person, but, like, I would give it, like, a, a shade under a nine, like, 8.8, 8, 8. you know, seven something. I, like I used so. to believe in perfection, but as a scientist with Tete Kubel, we all know how I feel about bleach. Mayuria's speech about perfection. We always seek for improvement, but never perfection. Mm -hmm. Once you reach perfection, what else is there? Right. I mean, something else to take its place, man. Something else to take its place. That's just improvement. Yeah. And that's just, where it is. That's right. where it leads. And honestly, I think one thing we got to also bring into light is just the, the plot twist was like, it was not only about the train, okay? We already... You know, we glided real quick, you know, uh, Rengoku facing the top three uh, moon demon, you know what I'm saying? Which to me, that was a nice plot twist personally, because I, I, I never read the manga personally, but like seeing that occurring, I was like, shit, someone's going to die. And <laughs> seeing the actual battle itself and seeing how, you know, you know, the swan song was occurring, I was like. Yo, they they made this guy look like if it was Goku, like Dragon Ball Z Goku versus like Frieza for the last time type of battle. You know, it, it was well presented. Um, th these are the things that, you know, I think makes it more memorable and more respectful to see and give high hope to uh, of the animation of what's going to occur with the season uh upcoming season of demon slayer I, I don't know what's your thoughts of that final battle in in your personal opinion uh uh david 
I I I thought it was it was excellent. I mean, like I said, um, the studio Ufatable they did the TV series, and I felt that they handled the uh, the weapon effects that when they do the sword techniques, they they transition that from the manga very well. Um, they also work on other type of series, Fate Stay Night, and they did a good job with that. And that's all about like these heroic spirits. So there's a lot of battles and action scenes and they're, they're all beautiful, well choreographed. So um, I expected the same thing when it came to the, the Demon Slayer fights and action scenes to be well sequenced and beautifully done. So I was very satisfied with how it was and just the, the intensity and Demon Slayer, the, the music it was there as it was in the TV series. So yeah, I, I thought the battle scenes as well. I mean, that's, that, that's like the struck. Uh, well, I don't want to say Demon Slayer is about the fight. It's about Tanjiro and, mm-hmm. you know, you know sympathizing with the demons and his whole ordeal with his family. But, like, they're Demon Slayers. They got the swords. They're fighting demons. So, of course, you know, the fights have to be well done, and, and they are well done. So, mm. All right. And, um, Scott, real quick, since you and David are uh, – and- apologize Lou. i'm not sure if you have read the manga but uh scott if you could quickly give us a little sneak peek of what should be occurring on the upcoming um anime mm-hmm. i mean you don't have to give it the whole mm-hmm. speech, just like i, w- I won't I'll, t- I'll just say it like this i'm just going to tell you a story that happened to me the other day all right and it's going to sum up what happens in the next ne- what's what's what demon slayer set you up for okay so i was in the mcdonald's drive-thru picking up some nuggets for my kids and the girl who was handing me the food had Tanjiro's earrings on. I was like, oh, yo, I love your Demon Slayer earrings. And she's like, oh, thanks. She's like, I just saw the movie. It was so good. And I was just like, right? It was so good. I was like, and she's like, yeah, I cried. It was so beautiful. I was like, yeah. I was like, you're going to cry a lot in season two. And then I drove off. And I didn't say anything else. <laughs> so just to, just to give you an understanding that in my opinion, I feel like Demon Slayer is just anime Game of Thrones. So that's just Bro, my thought. There will be tears. <laughs> so you, uh, you, you love who you love and just pray that they make it to the end. <laughs> I mean, that's all uh, you have to do. I'm the one few individual, maybe 1% who have still not watched Game of Thrones. Uh, don't you don't need to. Me. It's fine. It's a terrible. No, no. It's, I think I'm it's terrible. with you in that boat. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do much live action like real TV, to be honest. So now, Shadow and Bones—that's a really interesting show to watch on uh, Netflix. But that's a whole different episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Uh, it's upcoming of season two should be of a of an emotional roller coaster ride. Hopefully, we get more information and it stay true to the movie. So definitely, that's our quick thoughts about it. But talking about. Uh, uh cinematography and also cinemax and um you know the arts itself there's another anime that's soon to be doing a a, a, a live action play uh to our audience and i'm hoping um guys you know i love mob psycho okay you, sure you guys do, know man. mob psycho is my top op mad dog production movie and it seems that they're going to be coming out uh real soon in, in august a live action format of the of the anime itself so guys when it comes to uh live adaptation what's your thoughts so far you uh is it a good thing is it a bad thing 
do you think this production is going to do good? Do you think it's going to fail? Like, um, you know, uh, all, all right, Scott, real quick, you, you're doing I'll, the hand. I'll happily jump this first. I have, I, after you gave me a little bit of homework to, to, to jump on, man, I did. I went, I went, I went far. And then I realized how many live action adaptation movies I've seen of anime. Yo. And my level of disappointment hasn't been so bad since probably like my fifth birthday party as a kid. Like, I probably like you, you know, oh my God, man. First off, when I hear live action adaptation for anime, literally, I think of a trash can because that's always what happens, man. Mm. I have not been happy with actually, I have been happy with only one anime adaptation of a movie, and that was Alita Battle Angel. And that was it. And, okay. and only because we both like that, Scott. So what's up? Yo, yo, and it's and it's only because I'm a little like jaded because I never seen the anime movie. So honestly, but I hear it is literally panel panel. It's the same stuff. So if I go and watch it, it's probably not going to make any difference other than it's a nice retro, old fashioned, lovely anime. Other than that, I'm I'm sure and I'm sure I'll love it then too because I like the live action. It was good, but everything else, trash. I don't even talk. Like anytime somebody mentions that Dragon Ball was a live action movie, I tell them, what are you talking about? Dragon Ball never had a live action movie. That's how much I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Literally two Attack on Titan live action movies came out and I went, I was so excited to go see it, man. I went and watched it in the movie theater. They had it here in, uh, in the mall downtown. So I was like, yo, I'm going to watch it. And I watched it with like Matt and like one other person. We got there shout and I was just like, Matt. what are we? Yeah. Shout out to that guy. What are we doing? Why are we watching this? It was so bad man i'm sorry i just swore that i didn't mean to it just kind of piled up it was so bad dude it was just absolutely tra- i didn't even go watch the second part i didn't care i was like i can't go watch this i can't and you know the one saving grace factor for live action adaptation movies everybody talks about it and you were saying it and i was like oh yeah that's right the roni kenshin movies right yeah. roni kenshin movies they are so high quality but you know what kills me the adaptation from the animes there's so many large-scale battles that happen and that just didn't happen a lot in the anime. Like the first season when they were like storming the, oh my God, that group of like 10 like uh, people, man, they had leader as like the leader. His name was just leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they were storming that castle and they had like little squads. And like at the end of season two, when he was fighting uh, the other manslayer guy, what's his face? Like there was like a battle going on there, but yo, Shishio. there's like full Shishio. Koto Shishio. Yo, Shishio. Sound a shout outs to the mummy man himself. Yo, like literally, there's every movie for the live action Roni Kenshin has a large scale battle scene that just I feel didn't exist in the anime. Yeah. Like maybe there was one or two, but the amount of men and people that they had there, like literally, we're talking about maybe they had like 10, 15 guys max. Mm-hmm. But the movie, there's like 50 or 70 guys. And like Kenshin and like Hajimi Saito and freaking Sonosuke are just fighting all these dudes. And I'm like, this isn't realistic at all. This just wouldn't happen. <laughs> Somebody's going to get killed here easily. The other thing they had a problem with, man, no Hiten Mitsurugi style swordsmanship. Absolutely none. It was all about being the quick draw swords from the scabbard. I saw him do it like one time out of a couple of the clips that I watched for the battles. And he never does that. Mostly it's just like really fancy sword play for fighting. And it's just, even when he's fighting Shishio, he's supposed to use the ultimate technique, you know, the... Yui Zoisen attack, where it's supposed to come at you from every angle. It's an unblockable attack from like the Mitsumizuki style. None of that shit happens. Nothing that. But Shishio, whenever he's fighting, you see some like particle effects of fire sometimes when he's doing it, which he did in the anime. But that's it. None of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this crap? 
And that's why I can't trust it, man. I've never watched the Full Metal Alchemist one. People people spoke highly about that too. And uh, um, Ed looks good. Alphonse mm-hmm. looks good. They look mm-hmm. good, but nope. And I don't even want to talk about Death Note. They screwed that up so walk, bad. Walk away. Just walk away. Whitewash. Yeah, whitewash. Let's just walk away. There's only one action, man. Attention now to pissing. I spent time hyping that because I thought it was. Ugh. Dude, you know why you spend time hyping that man? Because William I love Defoe Death Note and Dark Anime, and you and you love William Defoe, right? William Defoe is a great guy, man. He's a great person, and he was gonna be he's gonna be Ryuk. I was like, this is great. William Defoe is awesome, man. Let's and go. Th- he could be Ryuk all day, every day. And if we just named that kid something else and not light, you are a white person with a Japanese name, buddy. No offense, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe your parents just really like Japanese things, but no, come on, man, just come on. We we tried and we failed. We were Icarus, man. We tried to fly too close to the sun, man, and our wings just melted and we just fell to the ground. That's how bad live action happens. And that's my opinion. Sorry. I'll go from there. Like, much like Icarus flying close to the sun, there's something beautiful about watching the world burn from the center. As that golden wax melted from my skin, I had a hope for a great movie to be adapted from this imagination from great writers like one, and I was disappointed. My fear with, with Mob Psycho is simple. When you have something so abstract, you have Kageyama being this disturbed kid, getting all these powers and the dangers of it. One of the most beautiful things about this anime, for me, is how the art style changes and how everything can be done. And let's be honest, the studio did an amazing job. Bones was hands down fire for me. Memes came out of this, T-shirts, a whole art style that was very different and hasn't been seen, you know, uniqueness like Devil Man, Cry Baby, and uh, other animators have these unique styles. But how do you capture the story and the art with the budget? That's the only issue. You can't do these ridiculous things that you only can do in anime, let's be honest. That's why we watch anime for escapism, to find a story that you literally can find the purest story and whatever you believe in, that will be transferred to a paper. And hopefully the studio will put that in the anime. Now in a movie, you have, like you said, you're limited to two hours. How do you capture this with a story? And how do you get the highlights and the emphasis of how this young man has no idea what's happening and how scared he is? And then eventually he gets put into a situation where he has no choice but to let go. 50%, 75%, 100%. And you know, I've done sent you guys the memes. How many times do I send it with the question mark, question mark, question mark? That was for me from a panel to anime. Oh, it was everything. You know, that and I'll say... uh, Shield Hero, would, um, Shield Hero, would you like, you know, with the question with all red, like, would you want more power? Those situations and anime speak to you. I don't know if it translates with the storytelling to the screen. Yeah. This is going to be a lot. This is going to be a play, though. That's what's going to be a play. No, no, and- but that's what I'm saying. To do it to a play, to a screen is hard enough. To a play, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like uh, before David uh, throwing his uh, beautiful insight shortly, uh, keep in mind, they also have done other like Naruto. Naruto, they did the first general, uh, like the first class, like before the invasion of Orochimaru. Maybe part of Orochimaru was part um storyline was in it. And the adaptation really? to it was pretty similar if he was watching the West Side Story on Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Honestly, because it's like you're on a stage, right? The only thing that helps tell the story is the background. 
So it basically, you know, with the lights effect, the movement of the the background, it helps to, you know, tell the story and movement of the pieces on the stage itself. So when it comes to staging, yes, there is limitation, but also we got to pay attention to us how much effects are they going to implement in it? You know what I'm saying? Because Mob Psycho is what? He's a he's a a, a, a magical boy with psychic ability, ability. You know what I'm saying? He has a, a <laughs> sensei who well, only teaches Amar. Politically correct, we're going to strike that down. Oh, he uh, has MR, an idiotic uh, dumbass of a sensei that just giving him the the positive energy, the pop, uh, power of positivity for him not to be uh, a murderous uh, villain. Uh, we have a ghost, so all of these type of element itself could definitely be able to be um, uh, symbolically used with certain natural effects that we could use, but. Uh, Again, it's not going to be the most ideal, but I think they could deliver a story with the play. But David, you yourself, what's your thoughts so far? Well, just in general, because I mean, it, it's a play, but live action is live action. We're talking about what's animated, hand-drawn versus real people trying to portray the story. And mm. my my only real delving into it was the, the Dragon Ball movie. And going into it, I was like, how are they going to do this? Like with all the crazy beam effects and, you know, scream lording, like how, how, how is, how, what was their goal? And like, obviously I don't need to say what the end product was, but like, that that's all it ends up being. Like you, you're lucky if, if live action is mediocre at best or, or adequate. So the reason why I haven't really watched any, and like you sent me Jojo and I, and I watched it, you know, just to, you, you know, he said to give it a try, you know, so I do my buddy a solid and watching something that he, he asked me to check out. But like it, it all fell in line with my reasoning is why settle for a lesser version of something? Like if I want to watch Dragon Ball, I'm going to watch the anime. Why, like, why would I settle and or waste my time on something that I know is going to be inferior? It's not going to be able to accurately transfer you know, look at behind Lou. Look at that. Look at that facial expression of the character there. How how are you going to transfer that to a movie? How is that possible? You can't. It's not even being, a movie. A play. Yeah. Yeah. A play. This is, I take this stuff serious when it comes to things I love. Like, there's very few animes that. I like those, those facial expressions, like everything, like that. That's that's what makes characters the characters themselves. Like those expressions, like. I don't know how many people watch Great Teacher Onizuka, but he's always making like these weird faces, like Ooh, you know, like that. If you if you, you there was a play that if you don't see that stuff, like that that that's a part of the character that's missing. That's part of what makes that character that character, and like it's not even like it doesn't even necessarily have to be something about superpowers. Like I, I think I saw something like Cowboy Bebop recently, or it's in production of a live action for Cowboy Bebop. It is that that's yeah. realistic. Like there's no like crazy superpowers, but you know what? That's still not going to be Cowboy Bebop for me. I'm not going to waste my time. The jazz, like, if, the music. If, yeah. if I want Cowboy Bebop, I'm going to watch the anime. I'm not even going to bother with the live action because I know at best it, it'll be lukewarm. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? They didn't screw it up. But like, why do I just want to watch something that's not a screw up? I'm just going to go to the source and be satisfied. So that's like my overall outlook on the live action. Like they can do an okay job if uh, but more often than not, it's a clown show and you're laughing and being like, why did I just waste 
however many hours of my life watching this or the, the price of admission to go see it in theaters like it's not i it's it's not it, it I don't know. I mean, they try, and I know. I know they're try. I know the whole idea is to tap into more revenue for you know the creators of the thing. And that's why they're doing that. Like they could care less if it's a faithful adaptation. They're try- just trying to get butts in the seats so they can line their pockets a little more. Yeah, more revenue uh, to fill in pockets. But before we uh, go to the final topic of tonight, uh, real quick, guys, listen to all your feedbacks and all. Um, in just your honest, honest opinion, if just I just want to make sure we cover our bases. If you guys think, close your eyes and think really, really hard in, within your heart, has there not been one, one live action adaptation of an anime, a cartoon, American cartoon, a video game that was, you know, did a great, not an okay, not good, but a great presentation or production of that product absolutely but let me let me say this marvelous is the stage company amazing great job sugar boy directing great writer but you're not running this show throughout japan and maybe say the rest of asia united states adaptions you're running this in tokyo's pull the call from august 6th to Mm -hmm. the 15th Mm -hmm. so how much production and money can you put into a stage set we just talked about literally I, i could take you there like the facial expressions and the art and stuff. The biggest issue we had with Harry Potter in New York, where I'm from, New York City, gang, gang, whatever. Gang, gang. 45th Street, <laughs> well, you know what it is. But was literally, same thing with Spider-Man. Let's just forget, forget Harry Potter, because it worked out. Spider-Man, people were getting wrecked. <laughs> people, people were getting wrecked. <laughs> like, rehearsed gym, gymnasts couldn't get the acting part correct because you have the nuance of these characters. These are professionals, people who put their entire life into a play and then get destroyed to do these acrobatic feats because you have to serve up what a character is. Spider-Man, I want to see flips. I got to see otherworldly motions and movement. Forget that. You're talking about a man or a boy specifically whose character changes the color spectrum of reality Right? <laughs> right? And he Later doesn't in the even season. understand Later in the season, but yes. As he gets more powerful, reality warps more to the point where he becomes a other dimensional being with ghost in a yep. play. Yep. Tyler Perry did Medea, changing a man to a woman with succumbing with how do you put how do you translate this story, this character into anything, live action, let alone a play? If they pull this off, I'm telling you right now, game set allows. I'm moving over there. I'll be there in March for the Tokyo Marathon. I mean, they already got like a 15-footer Gundam waiting um, waiting for you with your name on it. But honestly, guys, going back to the question, if we, if you really just close your eyes, open your heart, and just, just go back maybe 5, 10, 15 years, any adaptation between a, a video game, movie, or American cartoon, what would it be? And, go ahead, uh, Scott. I messed up again. I messed up again. There was another live action that I really liked. I forgot about it. I know. It that's why I want to make sure we cover all our bases before you guys Yo, watch everybody. I don't know if anybody remembered it at all, man. It was. It had two movies. Don't say like Super Mario there. one because that one it's was not, not that great. It's not. It's not, man. It had two movies back in the nineties, man. And the first movie wasn't bad. It was cool, but it wasn't great. The second movie was really was shot into the stratosphere for me as a kid and as a lover. But the Guyver movies, I totally forgot they had live action no. adaptations of those. 
Fire, but oh, wow. Netflix, if you haven't seen it, Netflix Giver and then all the Giver movies. But again, that's CGI, yep. not necessarily live action. No, it is live action. It's not CGI, man, dude. Like the original uh, one, like they have like the real. I remember we was hunting when the, the one for Netflix, but the other ones were had. No, no, no. This is this is not Netflix, man. I think maybe I don't know. It's real old school, man. Because yo, because you know, David Hyder, David Hyder played in the second one, which was Giver Two: Dark Hero, man, and he's the voice for Solid Snake. So like he was mad I young. I, mean, I gotta watch it. I watch. You know I'm a Giver fan, so the violence and the dark. I, I love it. Yo, Funimation did a good job like remaking it and like giving it a new like fresh twist and like pushing it a little bit further into the manga, which is never going to finish, which is depressing. But it is what it is. But the live action movies, man. The first one, little bit cheesy, man. But I actually follow a guy online who was lucky enough to get the original costume, man. The original Guyver unit suit costume from Dark Hero Two, and it's just like falling apart, man, because of how worn out it is, man, and how they put everything together. Like they were literally holding that thing together with hopes and dreams. But it looks so dope, man, back in the day. And if introduced something that never happened in the manga or the uh, the anime. Mm-hmm. which was a Zoinoid that got a Giver unit, which was, you know, Zoinoids were already strong as they were. Yikes. And Givers were able to, like, stand a chance with them. Yikes. You know, because they're Giver units. Who was that? This was, this was part two, Dark Hero, man. One of the... One of the it. Uh, well, you know, me and Josh... Are doing it. He looks sick. He looks sick, too, man. Like, it was a fully original story, man. And they did such a good job. Uh, and it was really, really cool, man. Even the Fine. costume. Like, if you watch the very first Giver movie... In comparison, that costume to Dark Hero's costume, huge, huge, big difference, man. Absolutely put way more money. They had a better budget, and everybody just looks so good, man. The, the costumes were, like, top-notch, man. Even to today's standards, man, that's one of the cosplays that I want to do. I don't think I'll ever come close to that type of production because of how good it was, man. It looks just looked too good. Literally way too good. All right. Uh, David? Um, I would have to go with Street Fighter the movie. Absolute sarcasm. No, child, childhood. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it, but we knew it was cheesy. How ridiculous it was. So I'm with you. Don't even like, care. Don't like, care. I, I am. Everybody is entitled to their opinion, and I'm not saying that people can't enjoy live action. But it is not for me. This isn't a perfect analogy. But it's kind of like you know, you have this vision of of somebody that you idolize, okay. and that's kind of like the anime version. It's what yep. the artists had intended. They transferred it how they wanted it on the paper. And then literally you see it in live action, real life, and your dreams are just shattered. It's a disappointment. So, I mean, that, that, that's just, that's just my personal view for me. It's just, it's, it's a subpar version of what the original creator had intended to be. It can be like a retake on it, but honestly for me, like, and Lou said this, like anime is a medium to create what, can't be created in real life like it, it your your, yeah. your imagination yeah. is your only limitation with a live action your budget the at the, the actor's ability to portray like th- there's so many other limiting factors and those just aren't present in in anime for the most part and lou yeah i will give uh eon flux was amazing um just for if you're a kid and you're young for the movie but again you can't capture so I watch a lot of movies back in the day with it. You can go Speed Racer. You can go even with Ghost in the Shell. Besides the whitewashing, was a very good story plot to capture. But Eon Flux, mm-hmm. I can give it to. But you can't tell me that you've seen a live action movie that even came close to what we get from anime. 
because Absolutely. anime wouldn't be anime if you could do that because there's so much money in making a movie in a short amount of time. But yes, you're absolutely right, Jay. There's amazing adaption. Speed Racer was fun if you're a kid. Uh, Eon Flux is great if you were into the Mad Max and uh, into the uh, MTV types of stuff. If you're looking into Scarlett Johansson and you just want to get your rocks off with an invisible suit with no nipples, you can go watch Ghost in a Shell. But is it really going to sit there with somebody that hasn't a fan of the anime only and sit there and watch this and go, oh, this was exactly what I needed. No. What about you? What do you think? Besides ping pong, which is probably the only one that can bring up an ace attorney, what would you say would be your favorite adaption? I mean, the Ninja Turtle series back in the 90s did a pretty decent job. Hey, it definitely did it, it what it could with the money and the technology that I had back in the days. Absolutely. Um, different to my, you know, uh, King Kai, uh, the Jojo Bazaar. I was not a Jojo fan. Honestly, you could ask JL, you could ask Juan, you could ask Monty. I'm not a Jojo fan, but once I saw that live action adaption, it made me want to watch uh, Unbreakable Diamond or Diamond Unbreakable because it, you know, it gave me that that push. You know what I'm saying? So in my personal interpretation, when it comes to live action, it's not really much for the hardcore fans, because as we're witnessing right now, it's obvious, like you guys know that there's it's not the same. But yet, if we're talking about like newcomers or new eyes to the product itself, this is a great way to just bring them in to our community in a, in a way. Like the front door with the panel be like, hey, greet and welcome to, you know, the anime community. Check this out. Look at this live action. But even if it was the whack ass, uh, you know, drag, Dragon Ball Evolution movie, at least it's still a step forward towards what is a Dragon Ball the, movie. Huh? It was a dragon movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, I, I just say, I just want to be clear, you know, for for everybody. Like, I'm not saying that it can't be enjoyable. I'm saying right. the live action is definitely enjoyable. But just to, in my opinion, this is my view. It's just an inferior version of the original, and that's why it's it's not my thing personally. Yeah, no, of course, and that's why I say it's just different. You know, what I'm saying yeah. my my insight is more different to your insight because I I think more of like other viewership you know what i'm saying because yeah. obviously uh you know lou and sky definitely made it clear it's no way you could equal to what the actual product is but you can bring in people into the doorstep for them to be Absolutely. able to be like hey if that if that was the dragon ball evolution movie i wonder what's the real goku that everybody's bragging about is like and they start watching the the 1980s dragon ball all the way up to dragon ball super uh lou your final thoughts and then we'll jump to the next uh, topic. i have a correction to make i apologize uh i forgot no about my, my notes here from uh flying to thailand which i was a little inebriated blade of the immortal um i don't know how to say this right is jintama it was a it was an awesome movie with a cute ending uh g-i-n-t-a-m-a cute characters it's real cheesy in one sense but if you're on a flight for 16 hours you know what i mean you got to watch something and it wasn't guyver where i was talking about the movie i was speaking on was give me one second no 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 it wasn't guyver it was on netflix it was guyen i think it was or uh, i'll come into it after i'll, I'll speak about it i don't want to take up too much time 
All right, fair enough. Actually, you know, um, from our personal meeting, uh, you know, there was a time set in mind, but like I said, the flow is good. The conversation is great. So we're definitely close to the end, guys. And I appreciate everybody who's been listening to us till this point. The last point yes. of this, huh? Gans, G A N. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, God. Ah. That I enjoyed because of just the nuance, and it was definitely well put to paper for what they could do with that extreme of an idea. Boom. And with that being said, real quick, uh, last thoughts is, is, is this right here. According to uh, uh, Anime News, there is new movies that's been coming out in Japan. Hopefully it be dubbed or be able available here in the United States. And these movies are doing a pretty good job on their box opener. Um, real quick, uh, number one right now is the Detective Conan, the Scarlet Bullet. Number two, which is not a shocker, but it's the live action adaptation of Ramonian Kenshin, the final. Um, number three is the uh, Evangelon 3.0, you can uh, storyline. And number four is the Demon Slayer movie, the Mugen Train. And I think the last one is Promise. Those are the top five movies that's currently right now since we're recording maybe a few days before it's presented to you guys are the top five movie. What's your thoughts real quick on like a live action, making it to the top two, or should you think it might be dipping down real soon uh, after the uh, box opening Scott? I actually just wanted to share something real quick, man, about the demon slayer movie. Can we just talk about the fact that it outplayed, not that it's any real, surprise but it smashed a uh, uh, mortal Kombat out of the box offices on the opening day they were just like you know finish him and demon slayer came in and gave that fatality just saying made yeah. more money more people million. and it's anime and it was it was select theaters only mortal Kombat went everywhere and it had hbo's help demon slayer literally had selected theaters and selected times it still made more money that just goes to show you that anime is really coming to life in this in this side of the world just saying Somebody else can take over on the thoughts because I forgot the question. <laughs> In the US. So with the five movies that I mentioned, uh, do you see the live action adaptation like the Ramonian Kenshin, the final, uh, dipping real soon? Or do you think that it's going to still be able to live up to its hype in your personal thoughts? I think it's going to do as well as it's expected to, just like the other movies before it. It seems cool. to be the gold standard as far as live action adaptations go currently. Uh, I remember at one point in time, the Bleach one, a lot of people were praising it about how good it was and how true it stood to the, like, the, uh, the anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kenshin's just, honestly, this is just another one of those things. If we didn't call it Kenshin and we just wanted you know samurais to fight each other and we gave them historical figures names, it probably would have been actually a much better movie. But because we have high expectations, knowing that it's from an anime and it doesn't live up to those expectations then it just falls shorter of itself there's nothing right, so really if it to, was like, called batosai or samurai x one of those two title men would it still have that same high expectation even though it referenced you know Ram- ramonian kenshin but still I, samurai I we, x no nah, i think if we called it like batosai like which i'm sure is i'm hoping is what the translation from like japanese is for manslayer or whatever mm-hmm. then that's just different we're just calling it something like as long as we don't make the character look like kenshin then we know we're really reaching like we're like really reaching out there but like if we called it something else man and just made the characters look a little bit different it actually probably would have been a really boss movie i'm sure and everybody would have loved it all right uh, any other thoughts um i would just say with with just the, the ratings or whatever i mean 
it's hard to pull too much from that because you have to take into consideration how many weeks it's been running in the theaters, mm-hmm. what movies are coming out at the same time. Yep. Like there's there's a lot of factors that go into that. So my the the main number that I look at in determining a movie's success is overall what it grosses over the time that it's in the theaters. And I mean obviously Demon Slayer, I think I saw in the thing it, it passed uh Spirited Away as the the highest earning movie in Japan all time. Which is crazy. That so, is crazy. Um, for for the live action thing, I mean, it. I don't, I'm not sure like how many weeks it's been in or how many weeks the the other movies that were in that top five have been in the theaters, and that might play role why it's at number two or whatever. But it's on I its mean, third it, it, weekend it, currently uh, on our recording um, time right now. It's on its third week, yeah. so it's. But I mean, it's it's Kenshin. So anything that has a, a popular franchise's name attached to it, whether it's live action or animated. It's going to get a lot of buzz and attention, so that that doesn't surprise me. Hmm. Lou, Jay, actually, what you got? Looking at overall, I think that we're expanding to a world right now with COVID, where everybody was hungry. We've been inside, and now you have something that would have obviously been recepted uh, very well because the community is growing. Now it's even more so because let's be honest, I'm not going to movie theater for anything right now. That's just something that speaks to my spirit. And when you get one a movie like this, of course, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Demon Slayer would definitely resonate with all age groups for anime. Uh, great storytelling and cartoon, so it's kid friendly in the sense of that if you're between the ages of eight and sixteen, why not? So yeah, I, re- I think they're going to see a lot more of this going forward, especially as we try to find uh, our way back to the movie theater for society. What is really uh, going to attract the audience? And a niche like anime is now uh, both. Uh, Broad spec, broad for the regular crowds, and then also people like ourselves are very passionate about it. All right, very good. Uh, I think everybody de- definitely gave a good insight. Itself, I definitely wanted to just piggyback with what um, Scott said. If it had, if it didn't have the name Ramonian Kenshin, or didn't have that high expectation because of the name, it would have been something completely different, and it probably would done more than just us having that that pedestal that we have for what uh samurai acts did itself from the late 90s all the way to the early 2000s so kudos kudos to everybody so guys we're in our final phase and um you know we're not going to do the uh enemy quotes for a bit because all of them are really repetitive to be honest with you but i figure the best way to end the show is this i would like if one of each person uh if it's got yep one of each person could quickly just recommend one anime i feel like if we could recommend one anime to each person to add on to the list i think it would be beneficial for them and it's a great way to end the show so uh who would like to be the first person to give that one recommendation i'll go um this is this was part of my old school kick that i am still on since we uh went on hiatus after the end of season four um there aren't too many animes that um at least that i'm aware of that are about dogs and this is, was an old school anime um the, the first part came out in 1986 it's called the the legend of gin and it's you know oh, wow. like the the old genre of like just like manly anime kind. Of, it's not like JoJo, but you know like sacrificing yourself for your comrade or like you know taking one for the team or you know fighting the battle. Everybody pushes ahead to the next stage of the fight or whatever. 
It's kind of like that manliness anime, except it's with dogs. It's with dogs attacking bears, vicious, vicious bears that are plaguing humanity on a, on a, a mountainside village. And it's, 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 I've never seen, like, literally, I said, I've never seen anything like this, but it's vicious. Like, these dogs are, like, going at these crazy psychotic bears and they're, like, they're gnawing at their neck and blood's gushing everywhere. Like, it, you think, oh, it's, it's doggies, it's cutesy, but they're, like, they're going, they're going at it. Like, it is, like I said, violent, manly, except it's dogs. Like, they, they say the Japanese were for men, you know, Otoko. They're like Otoko, but but they're they're dogs. They're not men. They're dogs, but they're all oh, yeah. they they're they're carrying that br- the bravado of like a Jotaro or somebody, you know, like you know, very short to the point and like you're dead or you know, like I'm gonna kill you or like you know, I'm I'm doing this you know for for the betterment of of our pack or whatever. But it was super enjoyable. I liked it. It's uh, like 26 episodes. Um, it had a sequel that came out um, like 20 years later. It's again 26 episodes. It follows the the main character's kid, but some of the the main characters um, from the first series do make an appearance. But it's it's called The Legend of Gin, 1986. So if you're if you're an animal person and you want to see dogs brutally attacking bears, <laughs> it's it's new. Like it, it is, it is definitely different, and it's it's enjoyable. So there you go. Some dogs kill some and it's, bears. And it's old yeah, man. Hand drawn, beautiful old school anime. So I that, that is that you you surprised me with that one. Which is that was like out of freaking left field. I just like walked away for a second, came back, and I'm just like, he's like, yeah, you want to see dogs fight bears? Watch this anime. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Man. It's a good one though. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, There's no got... supernatural things going on here. Just dogs fighting bears. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got my number, man. I'm ready. Let's. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> I mean, yes, you'll probably find it on YouTube. It, it's it's old. Like I don't even know if there's a dub. Like if if you have to watch dub, I don't even know if there's a dub. But uh, it, it it's out there. If, if you if you Google it, you'll find it. All right, man. I'm gonna check it. You know I will. So, uh, Scott, what we're doing real quick is that we're ending the show with one recommended one recommended anime before uh, to our audience. So, just think of one real quick while Lou present his. Oh, oh no! Quote always simple. Uh, you grow up with all these classics like Sailor Moon. You got uh, Nanoha, the cult classics. I'm gonna go with the Magic Girls because it's unisex, and I'm gonna go Madoka Magica. If you're into a right. plot twist and you want your heart ripped out and your childhood to grow up, this is one of those animes that if you watch this, and I promise you, hit me up online, DJ Sin 6 and all social media. Let me know what you think. But I'm telling you right now, this show will mess with you. Because if you watch it once, you go through it, and you get a, you get everything you get from the show, and I will not spoil it. There's some episodes that stand out so much that it changed the game forever. <laughs> and um, my thought process on having all female characters work in an anime yeah. were completely altered kill or kill you can go anything else after this doesn't touch it hands down very unique storyline and hasn't been touched for the magica or the magic girl series since hands down my favorite period the end new right. movie announced for that coming up they, they announced a new movie for that series you know what time just is. blowing his brain his brain. I saw it in his eyes. He was just like, "Let's go! I want to watch this movie. Let's go! We can watch it." My wand and crystals. <laughs> you do that, Lou. You do that, <laughs> Scott. What's yep. the one anime uh, you recommend? 
yo, I'm gonna bring some fresh meat to this table. And I and I said it before, man. Oh. And I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> All right, news, new anime that dropped this season. Every single person here loved a race, so I'm gonna Tokyo Revengers is the next erased. Watch it. I can say that before when everybody's like, "What's a race about?" I couldn't give you a comparison because there was nothing else to compare it to. Well, guess what? Tokyo Revengers came out. It's just like a race. You like time travel? You like time hopping? Time hopping's here. The butterfly okay. effect. You want to try? Yep. You want to change? Try to change destiny? This is what it's about. It's good. This is like only six episodes out right now. I suggest waiting. The manga is somewhere around like one ninety eight or possibly two oh nine, and it's almost done. So they're really trying to wrap everything up right now. So this this anime will probably end probably like you know a year two years maybe most likely so, so watch it now it's probably gonna be first, or should we go anime first i mean just watch the anime the anime is really good it's clean it's clean quality just like i mean the same what i mentioned nice. about the uh live adaptation you know what i'm saying watch the anime see if it gets your feet wet and if so you dive in with the manga hey, and just hey, let's go and i'm on vacay first episode go. dude if just watch the first episode if you like the first episode you like the rest of them afterwards because it literally plays out like a race does man uh not like it's piggybacking off or anything but again it's the only thing i can compare it to it's very it's very good so far and it, instead of being just children it's gangs there's gangs so about that life let's go let's, and uh let's encrypt. let's go baby and like i said even though uh we're not doing quotes anymore because we already <sighs> they're redundant one. i already said that one all of them no, I Literally, I said all of them within five, four seasons straight. Um, one. The one anime I'm going to recommend is called yeah, 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 Yasuke. Yasuke, sorry. Yasuke is on Netflix right now. It was, I think it's about like six, eight episodes deep. Six. Uh, six. Beautiful. Uh, basically, it's all about a samurai warrior of Africa's descent. Mm. Just returning his, his life. He's just returning his life from of a sword and violence and, you know, facing some dark forces. And if that doesn't captivate you right there, I just recommend just watching the first episode. It should be able to like grab you in and enjoy it. Uh, the English dub, I'm looking at the cast right now. And um, the reason why I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of it is because I'm a big fan of Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Uh, he is so far my favorite actor of 2020 or the new decade and been impressed with his work. So I'm really excited to see him. Um, I was really excited to see how well he does with uh, live acts, um, anime, anime voice acting, and he did a great job. So uh, if that doesn't captivate you right there, I don't know what will. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. So Shinobi Unfolding Season 5. Fellas, we did it. We popped the bottle. We uh, dove in. We had the appetizer, the main course. We had the dessert. We had a little bit of, you know, after party, Mark, Mark, Martini, if you want to say. And we had a really good time. If you guys really enjoyed this, uh, our show and our program, please be sure to follow us on all of our social media as it's been presented throughout the episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the Twitter, as well as our YouTube. Our audio contest should be posted on Sundays around 1 p.m. Eastern time. And our video should be posted on Tuesday, if not Wednesday, the latest for your visual pleasure. So I'm your boy, Jay Agla. We have Senpai. We have King Kai. We have Lou Million. We want to say thank you. Buenas noches. Sayonara. And peace. Peace.